and welcome to the Ron's Beer Podcast, number 274. 274. Steve, I feel you might be prepared this week. So, I do have a fact about 274. 274 BC was a year of the pre-Julian Roman calendar. At this time, it was known as the year of the conship of Denatus and Merenda. I, I like that one. Yeah? I feel I should leave you alone for 10 minutes more often. Yeah. It's improved the standard I, of your research. I think you should leave me alone for a lot longer periods. <laughs> yeah. How about we start a really long one right now? As long as next week's is awesome fact. Okay. If I, if I leave you alone for an entire week. Okay. Okay, I will come up with an awesome fact for that one. Um, so this week we have beer and I have a feeling... Is it a good feeling? I got a feeling (laughs) that beer bods have sent us cheaper beer so they can buy a more expensive one later. (laughs) What do you think? I I feel like this could be a right. Yeah. This could be a hit. But then, I'm saying that, it's an American beer that's 5%. So I wonder how much cheaper it was. I I think it was. like This is one that you see in the supermarkets now occasionally. Yeah. Um, probably brewed under license at some big no, brewery it's not. somewhere. This is Brooklyn, Brooklyn's um, summer ale. Is it brewed in the UK or, or in the US? I'll have a bit of the read. Uh, reading a can is not research, Roland. It is. It's definitely research. While you're reading, I'll tell you an interesting fact about Brooklyn's summer ale. So, whilst in the American Airlines lounge in New York, they have this on draft as their free beer in there. Ooh. Yeah? Okay. Yeah. Wow. Well. I need, and I, when I stopped in New York last year, I stopped uh, in an apartment that was about three blocks from their brewery, but never actually made it to the brewery. Oh, wow. Yeah, because when the tap room was open, I was busy. Oh. I was doing work. Mm, ruins it doing the work. It does ruin it doing the work. But I'll tell you another interesting fact about Brooklyn as well. Go on. Brooklyn uh, Lager, um, probably my favourite lager. It's a nice lager. You know, like, no, yeah. I, when I say favourite lager, you know, I'm not talking about something that's kind of, you know, I'm talking about my favourite, like, widely available you, lager. I, it, I actually don't mind it. You know what, as an as a available lager, it really is. Like, a, I definitely feel like the win if I get end up in a pub and with mates who aren't beer drinkers and I'm thinking, oh, goodness, what am I going to have to drink here? And I'll see that, I'm like, oh. That's all right. I, yeah. can have a, I can have one of them. That's fine. Very serviceable. And, I, and, and again, a lot of the uh, US airline lounges will have Brooklyn Lager mm. on draft. And I've very often got drunk on uh, mm. Brooklyn Lager and curled over cucumber sandwiches and peanuts. <laughs> so, yeah. So this is, yes, brewed in Brooklyn. It is brewed Shipped in over to us. That's not very kind for the environment. It's kind for us. Do you not find that when... More often than not, when breweries try and get their beer brewed elsewhere, it doesn't quite deliver. Some of the biggest craft brewers in the world get their beers brewed by other people. When it's that all their beers, I think it's different to mm. like when it's when it's a brewery, and we've got there's a long history of breweries using some of the regionals in the UK yeah. to brew under license. Yeah. And quite often they're a bit disappointing. Yeah. Well, I think with a beer like this. I always feel that they're like they're so mass produced anyway that it really I don't think it, I can't think it would matter that much. I I think it would. I right. feel like you would. Like, I'm enjoying this. 
I think you would lose a little bit of that edge of enjoyment. I think you just have it tamed down a little bit by... I guess you... Yeah, okay. Would you really know? You know, that's... You might you notice. notice. You might notice. Know because you don't have the... You don't have the comparison then if they're brewing under license somewhere because nobody's right, importing yeah. it. Nobody sees it. And this is why a lot... I think there's a few names where you didn't know whether they were good because you're, you only ever tasted the, the UK brewed version. I thought it was interesting when... Um, about 10 years ago, I think it was, Guinness suddenly pulled everything back to St. James's Gate yeah. uh, and started doing everything there. Uh, and there were a lot of reasons for that. One is the rent is ridiculously cheap for St. James's Gate, so they may as well take advantage <laughs> of that. Uh, you know the story of that, yeah. don't you? Yeah. But, um, but also, like, I, I actually think Guinness improved from that step um, and, and Guinness became a more consistent and better product because of it. I think there's a reason we see a lot of breweries realising that actually controlling that stuff themselves is no bad thing. I guess it's also down to the cheapness of containers these days, that to fill a container full of these little cans yeah. is, uh, is not so expensive. I think scale as well. The market for these is like, at one point, if you wanted to sell this kind of beer in the UK, you thought, well, I've sent a box over, that'll sell out in a year or two. Mm. These days... It can fill the supermarkets, and they can shift a lot of it. And it's scale, isn't it? As soon as you start to shift that kind of much beer, it's not an issue to, to be able to send it. Yeah, yeah. What do you think of the branding of Brooklyn? I would quite like the branding. It's like it's clean. It's it's clear. It stands out for me. Um, I, like I think it fits, an American audience, more than British one. But that's like maybe it's like it's what I expect from America. Yeah. And I'm not sure that's a bad thing, because maybe they're the ones who've made me expect it. I mean, it's very, very Coca-Cola-esque, isn't it? It's, uh, yeah. Nah. British two row barley. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they ship some barley across from here in the container, and then they ship it back in a can this way. Yeah. yeah. So what's a summer ale, Roland? Go on, you can blind us with your science. I know I've, you like I've, I've got nothing on it, no. It's an ale for summer. You got nothing on summer ale. It's a pale. Like, it's a pale. It doesn't mean anything particularly. This is their their pale ale. You know, it this fits very much alongside the lager as a. But do you not think for a pale ale, it's, it's it's kind of fairly like. What's the word I'm looking for? Like it's just a little light. It's like. No, I think in context, like if you look at where America is with like an IPA. Mm. This is definitely lower in strength, just as you'd expect it, a pale ale in, in the UK to be lower in strength than an IPA, mm-hmm. and lower bitterness, you know, sweeter, lighter, easier. Like for this is them as a nice sessiony beer. Um, we might look at it and go five percent. That's a little higher than what I would necessarily think of as sessiony, but these days, and certainly with America, yeah, five percent is their easy drinking beer. Mm-hmm. So what do you think? Being as though you're not really helping with the I'm conversation not very much today, you're not. Um, uh, I like it. I think I'm not sure. Actually, I've had this beer before. I somehow thought I should have, but I don't think I have. And I think I think that um, Nando's have it on draft, or somewhere like yeah. that have it on draft too. Like it's pleasant. It is not amazing. It's not really fine what I expect from beer. It's not, but you know, it's clean. And it's juicy, it's sweet, it's a good balance to it. I'm not struggling to drink what's what's in the glass. Mm. Um, and if I went into one of those 
bars going into a Brooklyn lager or this, I'd probably pick this one over the lager as yeah. being a bit like, it's very nice, it's pleasant. Mm-hmm. For me, that's a... Go on, give me the ring pull. The ring pull of truth. The ring pull of truth. Um, I'm going to go with a seven. Okay. I made you go first on this because... Um, I said I've had it before uh, and I've had it in a couple of places and every time I'm a little disappointed. I forget how much I don't really like it. I think it's kind of a little... It's coloured water for me a little. It doesn't have anything that really jumps out at me. Like It's a little too sweet for me as well, which I, I'm not a huge fan of sweet beers. Mm. Uh, I do like a little bit of bitterness to go with my bitterness. So for me, I, I, I kind of feel it's a little bit... Mm. Um, and it tastes a little bit like... They did an Oktoberfest one as well, Brooklyn. And it tastes a little bit like that one for me as well, yeah. which I wasn't a huge fan of that too. Uh, which is a shame because I do like the brewery. You know, for a huge... And they are oh, yeah. massive. Like, for a massive brewery as big as they are, I think they do good things. But this one is not for me. It's too sweet. Not enough bitterness. Not enough complexity. A little bit coloured water. So for me, I'm going to go five and a half. Yeah, I think we're generally just going on this one. I think I'm, I'm not sure I said seven. Don't think I'd go rushing out to fill it on. But at the same time, if I found myself in a bar and went this versus some of the other stuff, I'd be very happy. Oh, I just thrown beer down my face. Throwing beer down his face. It's, it's got to that stage in the night. Yeah, that's it. It's very early for that stage in the night. Yeah, yeah. That's how much I'm disappreciating it. No, I'm, it's not. It's not. A, it's not for me. It doesn't make me super excited. So yeah, it is what it is. Wow. So what did you think of Buxton last week, Roland? They did not have 5% beers. No. They had some 6% beers. And they had quite a lot of 12% beers. Roland was a very drunk Roland. Very nice. <laughs> it's nice for you, wasn't nice for us. I had a day off the day after. It was yeah. a good thing. We had to deal with his pointy finger in the pub. Don't think everyone else did. It was mostly no, you. just me. Just me. Yeah. Yeah, no, I thought it was a very well-run event. Um, you know what the the cellar that they've got for Buxton, which yeah. is like na- next door to the tap house, it was beautiful. Yeah, that was a really lovely space to be in. I think they've done a really good job there. Yeah, well, I think. Um, I mean, me and you, we've been to a fair few beer festivals in our time, mm. and we've seen a lot of drunk people at beer festivals we in have. our time. I don't think I've seen as many drunk people in one place in my life before. I think. I think that's not fair. I think I've definitely. No, think... no, yeah, I mean, see, so I was outside a fair bit at the end. Oh, yeah. Um, and watching people, I uh, watched one guy get into a cab, went to lift his foot in to get into like a black cab, missed yeah. the step, planted his face on the step Ooh. of the door. I know, um, you, you took us to the, the cocktail bar afterwards, and yes. they, were, they were some really. Really drunk people. Really drunk people. They made me feel like sober when I got there. Yeah. I went, like, I'm drunk, and I got there and went, I'm not drunk anymore. I spent the whole night feeling like that, though, that he was just like, because we arrived a little later and they'd started from one. And I think it's also that combination of 12% beers, and yeah. it took forever to get food out of the kitchen. And there were a couple of people who'd really outpaced yeah. outpaced us. I think they really... Like we turned up at quarter to seven, and they were well-oiled by that point. They were, yes. Yeah. But I, I, yeah. the beers were all You really know nice. who you are, Kirk. <clears throat> <laughs> yeah, the beers were all very nice. I enjoyed it. Yeah, uh, very good. Yeah, no, well done, Buxton. Fantastic, uh, fantastic evening. Uh, and on that one, I guess we should uh, drink up and shut up I think because we, think we, should. we are done.